Hello everyone, this is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Alter Tenenbaum, Shliach to Irvine, California, on the topic of the importance of having a big kiddush in your shul every week. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Hatzlach on their Shluchas. My pleasure. Before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors. I would like to thank Fossman Jewelers, the Smetana Group, and Ohana Pei. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. Um, this past summer, I spent a wonderful Shabbos in the Chabad house of Rabbi Alter Tenenbaum, and to, to see so many people being there both Friday night and on Shabbos and staying for the Kiddush, and literally the whole Shabbos afternoon, people were, 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 were hanging around, and just Shabbos was a, was a very special um, atmosphere in Shul, and I, I can't imagine that the, that, that, that the Kiddush doesn't, doesn't play a major role. And let me tell you, when he throws a Kiddush, it's a serious Kiddush. So I just want to hear from you, how did this become a thing in your shul, that the Kiddush is such a big deal, and, and, and how did it start, why did it start, and uh, why do you think it's so important? Okay, so thank you once again, and it was a pleasure having you. We'd like to welcome you back to come back with your family, and to all shluchim, this invitation is open anytime, just to let us know so we could uh, accommodate. Uh, the Kiddush is not mine. The Kiddush, itch, which is the appropriate term, it's the Kiddush stupid or it's the Kiddush obvious, is, goes way back to our sources, and that is the G'dayla Legima eating food brings people closer, and especially Jews closer. And I think anyone in Shlichus realizes this, that sometimes we just lose sight of opportunities that we could take advantage of this wonderful uh, tool, medium that we have, and that is food and a Kiddush, etc., etc., I would like to make something very clear from the outset. We, Baruch Shem, as you saw, have a very nice Chabad house with many people. It obviously wasn't always that way. I was also at another Chabad location before here, which was way, way smaller. So when we speak about the Kiddush, I think it's true for any size, any shape. It doesn't, have, it doesn't matter how big or how small. Obviously, the Kiddush is tailored to that. But the fundamental principle of the Kiddush is that people feel a sense of community, of family, of belonging. <coughs> Excuse me. Shabbos, davening, only speaks to X amount of people. <coughs> Food speaks to a lot more people. We all know that. <coughs> you enhance your davening. You have a beautiful davening based on other podcasts that I'm sure you're going to listen to from the greatest. And you'll have many ideas of how to make your davening great. But at the end of the day, davening is a limited market. Food and eating, and especially for Jews on a Shabbos Kiddush, opens your market, expands it way, way greater. And that's why I think it's important whatever size. I originally started, I was in Laguna. Our minion used to be 10 and sometimes 9. And nevertheless, after every minion, after every Shabbos minion, we sat down. It was 10, 11, 12, 13 people counting the women and a few children, and we still sat around for a few hours. When I moved to Irvine, I started with the same idea. There was 30, 40 people, and we sat around. It has grown because it is a great program, and it takes on its own life, and people start enjoying it. Um, some of the benefits, before we get to the, technic the technicalities of it, there are a lot of people, even if they are into davening, it's the husband and not the wife, or vice versa, the wife, not the husband. The Kiddush allows the opportunity that the other spouse comes and joins them. So if the guy's there for davening for an hour or two, for the kiddush, his wife will join him, or vice versa. And that's why the phrase JFK, just for kiddush club, is true. I stand there at 12 o'clock, people come walking in, and I welcome them to the kiddush, and I say, welcome to the JFK club. They know what it means. They laugh at it with me, but lapel, they are here. 
So it's another wonderful opportunity in addition to the davening. I was speaking to another shliach the other day, and you'll consult your local Orthodox rabbi, but even hashkafa-wise, davening is a mitzvah, I'm not sure, Tainuk Shabbos, Achilu B'Shabbos, Te'id Amil HaShabbos, and Mitzvah Sesem Adaraisa. So that for sure is the focus of what it's all about. I mean, you consult your Mashpia, but I think this is a, a, a fact. Now, the Kiddush itself, obviously, the more you're going to put into it, the nicer you're going to make it, the more elaborate it is, the more people will participate. The first thing that we all have concerns about, we would all love to make a big, beautiful Kiddush, is dollars and cents, and that is a concern. Now, there's two ways to approach it, as you do any of your other programs or many of your other programs where the community is not ready for it yet. You start off investing, whether it's getting a few sponsors that will get you started until the people learn what it is or whether you want to invest with it. Uh, that's your uh, business sense that you could decide. But the fact is once it takes itself, once it starts, once it takes off and people realize that Shabbos, they sit around and they have a beautiful Kiddush, it will start growing on its own. Uh, another side benefit, by the way, as long as people are sitting in shul, especially for people who are just trying to keep Shabbos, they're not home, they're not doing things that potentially are not lekavet Shabbos, they're not being mechal Shabbos, and we've actually had many people who have told us that. I stay in shul simply because if I go home, then my kids want this and that, so at least here uh, we are able to keep Shabbos. So that's another benefit. Our, our Kiddush started, and I'm not talking, when I say Kiddush, I'm not talking about a little challah and herring and, you know, finger foods or nibbles that you call. That's fine if that works. When I'm talking about a Kiddush, I'm talking about a full sit-down Kiddush. Challah, amaiti, lachamishna, fish, meat, etc., etc. I personally have not been in my house for Shabbos over 10 years because every Shabbos, my Suda Shabbos is here, and we have an average of 150, 200 people who are sitting with us. Now, you'll say a meal like that costs a lot of money. It does. Our average that we figure out the Kiddush costs us about $1,300, twelve to $1,300, and that's without the maintenance and the cleanup and et cetera, et cetera. So what we have done, now obviously if there's a bar mitzvah, and, and, which I'll get to in a moment because that creates another issue, so then you have someone sponsoring it. On a regular week, I told the people the Kiddush costs us $1,250, and again, any number you come up with is fine, and I say we're looking for five sponsors. And I tell the people, if you're here every Shabbos, all you have to do is sponsor a few times a year, your birthday, your anniversary, a yard site, or what have you. If everyone does it a few times, it's a, it's a no-brainer. You, you, you're covered. And if not, and I've had occasions where it's not, and, and I will also I will do my homework. And if I know someone's birthday is coming up, a special occasion, I will prompt them before. So even before the email goes out before Shabbos, I have already two, three sponsors, this one's doing it in honor of this, on this bar mitzvah, this okay, I mean, on this birthday, this occasion. When I am stuck, there's been times that I've only have two, three sponsors, we'll announce a Chavez, we only have, and we're still looking for two more sponsors, and I don't get it. Now, here's where you have to be a little strong, and this is my opinion, you're entitled to do whatever you want. I have a few people that will underwrite it, that tell me, Rabbi, even if you don't have the sponsors, they see what a success it is, they say, Alive, al you can count me in. I just don't want to go back to them, because those are usually your regular donors, and you don't want to keep dipping back. I stand before I make Kiddush, and I say, we only have three sponsors. We're still looking for two. And some people start feeling uncomfortable. I don't feel uncomfortable. I'm providing the Kiddush. We are doing a lot of the work, and I'm standing here providing this every week. I have nothing to shamsa. People often ask me, 
you don't shem zich, and I say, I have zich shaman. I'm providing it. I'm not asking you for a donation. I'm asking you for a kiddush that you are enjoying every Shabbos. And it, it's hard sometimes. Uh, people did two weeks ago I stood. I stood for two minutes. I wasn't going to start kiddush. And you know what? I get my sponsors. Now, worst case scenario, I have people to fall back on. But even if you don't, whatever number you are targeting, and again, I, I don't think this could start at the beginning, but once your product is created and people see what the kiddush is, they understand they're eating heavy Shabbos. For, for a couple to go home and eat a minimum Shabbos meal, uh, bagels and locks, is going to cost them $20. Well, if they're here every Shabbos, or at least every other Shabbos, do the math. You're not asking for much. The Kiddush, the actual Kiddush, we have, my wife organizes it. She has volunteers. Sometimes she's, better, sometimes she's luckier than others. You put together a Kiddush committee. Now it becomes a sisterhood thing. Now Chabad women have what to do. And they stand in the kitchen and they talk together. And it becomes another whole schmoozing thing, another benefit that you gain out of the Kiddush. And you save yourself a lot of money. If you can afford or if you have the availability of a caterer, a kosher store that's nearby you, that will send you in the platters ready-made, you're just going to pay more. But the Kiddush itself, if you want to work it up, make it metent and fierce. It should be a Kiddush that you are comfortable with, that you yourself feel you could sit down and eat, and, you, and your kids know this is a Shabbos meal, not a shtickle something or whatever. This is a Suda Shabbos, <clears throat> and we sit around, and in order for the time not to be totally wasted, uh, about a half hour into the Kiddush, my wife will pull over at a table with a few women, and she'll learn a sikh with them, or they'll have a little shir. We farbring on the other side, the men farbring. So it's also, it's not just sitting around and eating. And those that don't want to join will sit and continue to eat with their friends and family. Many, many friendships have grown out of it beyond the shul, where people will invite each other over, and they go out together, and they, and they socialize together because they met at shul. <clears throat> you know, how to make a kiddush beautiful, the details, I think... Uh, there's a thousand ways. I don't think we have to spend time on that. What I do want to mention is one issue <clears throat> that we ran into is comes now a bar mitzvah, a special occasion. You now have to up the regular. Now, for a person who comes <coughs> every Shabbos, he's happy to invite his regular 150 friends that are here every Shabbos, plus his extra 100 friends. It's beautiful. But for your irregulars or your drive-bys, suddenly if they walk in and have a kiddush for their son, or daughter, whatever occasion it may be, and they want to do the full Kiddush, now they are automatically starting at 1250. They can't start at 500. They're starting at 1250, plus they're adding on top. I don't have the perfect solution. It's just this is the product that we have. You want it, take it or leave it. This is a beautiful thing. The way I try to sell it is based on the aliyahs. If you're having your son's bar mitzvah, I told people there's eight aliyahs, there's eight honors, and we're trying to get 1,200 to what has come out to 1.5 aliyahs, and that's how I do it by the sponsors. I said, if you want all the aliyahs for this Shabbos because it's your son's bar mitzvah, 1,250 is a starting rate. You only want, and we have some people who come in and just want to do a small thing, and they just want one or two, fine, then you are a partial sponsor, but I will be asking other people to sponsor. And we've had people who've done $500, they get two aliyahs, three. I obviously try to help them. But they have to understand that there's a, a, a cost and a benefit that comes along with it. It so far has worked for me, not always squeaky clean, not always perfect. But again, the issue will usually be raised by those that are not your regulars. That's the challenge because you want to get them in. So if someone has better solutions, I am open. 
but your, your regulars, the people who come, and regulars I mean not even every Shabbos, but people who come five, ten times a year, know what the Kiddush is, they appreciate it, and they are usually more comfortable and open to ha- including the whole community and explaining that's the beauty of the Kiddush. That's the, beautiful, uh, the beauty of your Bar Mitzvah now. Your Bar Mitzvah has 100 people, 100, but obviously there's always going to be people that will fetch about it, uh, I don't have the perfect solution for that. I'm open. As I said, the alias is something that I use that helps a little bit. Okay, beautiful. So a few a few things that, uh, that come to mind is, number one, when you talk about what goes on in your show, I, I, I could just say that it's it's even more magnificent than you're describing it and the way, just the whole way that the community is there, how many people, and the fabring, and, and your wife sitting around with the women, and other people just sitting around and, and, and talking, and, and it goes on for hours, literally to the end of Shabbos. So, um, and the food, I mean, the food itself, I, I don't think people understand what, what, when you say what, what a kid is by you, what it means. But um, what, what I want to talk about for, first is, did you always imagine that it would be like this? Meaning, when, I, I think a lot of times people think to themselves, I mean, you're going to say, you know, every, every situation is different, but I think it's good for Shluchim to have a reference um, and to have sort of a dream to, um, and to know that even though right now this is the situation I'm in, it, it's possible to get to, to another place. And I'm curious, when you moved to Irvine, you started off and you had, you were saying first you had 10 people and then eventually 30 people. Did you imagine um, Shabbosim then like it is today? No. I, I'll be honest, no, I didn't. It sort of grew, as I'm saying, it grew. It grew on its own. You know, the success of every program is when it grows on its own. When a program grows on its own, that's how you know you're successful. So the answer is no, I did not know. Someone today who has the benefit of seeing all this, and I'm sure my kiddish hours over here is not necessarily the greatest, but I'm sure today if you looked around, if someone traveled around, you'd probably get all-size kiddushim. The, the choice that a person has to make is where does he want to drive his Chabad house, what direction does he want to go. If a person has more of a davening crowd that are only interested in davening and want to run out after, you know, uh, uh, vis-a-vis Israel, you know, in Eretz Yisrael, that's the style. People come just to daven and they want to get out. Then maybe the Kiddush is not the way to go. I personally think in the United States of America or, 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 or all the other countries that we can think of where you don't have from people who are just into davening, I think Kiddush is the way to go. As I'm saying, it's not just the minion that grew from it, it's community. People sit around and they now feel they have friendships. Even if I'm not comfortable davening and I'm not into davening, I sit, I schmooze, I have, I have friends that I just sit. Every Shabbos afternoon we hang out together. I think it is the way to go. Now, again, do you want to overspend and, and invest hundreds of dollars before the community is ready? That's the call of your community. I mean, that's your call in your community. Do you want to do that? But I think as you will grow, it will continue to grow. People see it. And if not... Then either you know, then then you have to make a cheshbon nefesh. Am I doing it wrong, or, or do my people not want it? It's hard, it's hard for me to imagine right. that. But like any community, if the people don't want it, then you're barking up the wrong tree. Did I did I have this vision in mind? No. But I always knew from day one that the the the, 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 the warmth, the, the Hamishkeit of Chabad, is beyond the davening, is sitting around and having a few lachaims or not lachaims, but just sitting around and everyone joining the kiddush together. And that's why I said whether it's ten people, fifty, or hundred. It's a beautiful kiddish based on whatever numbers they are. If a, guy, if a guy only has 20 people at his minion, I don't think he's going from 20 to 200. But those 20 should feel very, very comfortable that if their wives don't come to davening, their wives will come and join them for the kiddish. 
right? And because you had a kiddish, you clearly have seen because you have a kiddish afterwards and food where people could, could, could enjoy afterwards, that that brings people that, not just the, the, the people who, who enjoy coming to Shul, but it's clearly brought many more people to Shul over the Absolutely. years and it's grown. Absolutely. I, I, could, I could actually list names. I could point the finger and say, Absolutely. People who are weary about Shul, which is most Jews, most Yidin, unless you're in a firm community, what's a Shul to them? They're very weary of a Shul. You're lucky if you get them high holidays. Now, are you going to get them to come every Shabbos? Lavdavka, but once a month, once or two months, because shul now is not just about davening. They're coming to, to Chabad on Shabbos afternoon. They are socializing. They're going to hear a vart. They'll hear a little class. So they're going to pick up beyond just davening. If they walk in at 12 o'clock and did not hear, hear a word of davening, they heard Kiddush, they made a bracha, hopefully. They sat around. They ate kosher food. They're sitting with friends. They're socializing. They're picking up some words of inspiration. Beautiful. And one other thing I, I would like to mention, I think uh, something that you do very good that others can learn from is also the the sheet on the wall that has all of the sponsors yeah. of the uh, of the of the kiddos. So maybe just talk about that for one minute. Cause I right. think I think the visualization people see it and they see that yes, un- until now it's always been sponsored. So right. it kind of means like this week it's going to be sponsored as well. We just need people to step up. Correct. So I've seen, I've seen several people post on Ashloch Machtas about having beautiful signs, and, and, and it should be beautiful even if we don't make it beautiful. And that's, it, it serves two purposes. First of all, it serves the purpose to simply thank. We'd like to thank the following families for sponsoring last week, Parshas Bereshis. And, and they're happy to see the names. Our list we run runs about six months at a time. But it also serves, at times, going back to what I mentioned before, when I'm really, really desperate, I will mention to people, check if your name is on the list. If your name is not on that list, that means you haven't sponsored in the last six months. So it's Kaviachal giving them a reminder. So it's a double-edged sword. It works on the one hand, it's a beautiful thank you, recognition for the following people for sponsoring. But for a person with Zetzachayin that, yeah, I sponsored already, he suddenly sees his name is not there, and our list goes about six or seven months, it, I've, I've used that once or twice. If your name is not on the paper, that means you haven't sponsored the last six months. And again, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I just do it. I have no issue with it. I am totally comfortable. Let them not feel comfortable. If a guy's not on that list, then he should not feel comfortable, not me. Right, and I think another interesting thing is there are different ways to have a kiddush. Some people have like in a big chest. In your Chaban house, you, you happen to have round tables, long tables, all like scattered throughout, and then you have a little chest at the end where you have the fabringen. Right. But I, there's I, all I, kinds of – and it works very well. It just happens right. to work very well. Doesn't mean it has to be that way, but I think that it's important for people to know that there isn't one way to do a kiddush. Right. I, th- I think again that has to do with size. If you have 25 people, I don't think you want to have two separate tables because that right away is splitting them up. At 25, 30 people, a ches or a big table makes more sense. But once you get to 50, 60, 70 people, you cannot keep them around one table. They're not going to listen to you. You cannot control 50, 60 people around one table. It's to your detriment. You're going to want to speak, and the 60 people get in a big ches you're already starting to lose them. You may, my opinion is you may as well break them up to little tables. Now, if you want to get them to say a few words of speech, you listen to them. But if you're going to try to start running a, 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 a thing with, with 60, 70, 80 people, I think you're going to lose them. The first 20, 30, I'd have to, yes, I would keep it around the chaz. I'm not going to put out three round tables for 30 people. I think breaks up the community you're trying to build. I don't know what the magic number is, but at some point when it's too big to control around one table, I think there is a mila of breaking it into small tables, and people sit around themselves. 
right? Um, this is a this is this is, this is going up. Um, okay, one second. How do I say this? I think this is an important thing to bring up as well. Is that now you're at a place where you have a beautiful commercial kitchen, which also makes a big difference depending where someone is and what kind of kitchen. If they're using their house kitchen, um, like you said earlier, some people have caterers, some people their wives are doing the whole thing. By you, by where you are now, because of the commercial kitchen and the beautiful space that you have, you're able to have a sisterhood. You know, women coming in and preparing all this food, and 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 it's efficient and it works really well. Um, and I think that that, but again, knowing that this is something which is important, it's uh, you could start it now on any level, like you're saying, and then and then you grow as your community is growing and participation. But this itself, I think, is coming back. I think what you're saying is is that the kiddush itself is. Plays plays an important role in the growth of your of your Shabbos. I believe so. In our case, it did, and I believe I believe in, it, in both cases where I was a Laguna and Nervine, I've seen it, and I believe it's true everywhere. Again, being realistic, if your community is only shy to thirty forty, I I'm not giving a spiel. I can't tell you don't reach for five hundred, but be realistic. But those thirty forty should feel this is their community, this is their place. Now, by the way, we're talking about kiddush. This really expands. We know this is true for everything. This is true for Friday night dinner. This is true for Rosh Hashanah dinner. This is true any of these programs that we do. We're opening it up to a whole segment of the community that davening does not necessarily appeal to them, and a kiddush definitely appeals to them or definitely appeals to them more than davening. So we're just talking about a kiddush, but I think this is true for, for, for all our programs. Whenever we could get people to sit down, the key word that I'm trying to say is community. You're trying to build community. It's not just a shul. And as I said, we've had friendships. People go out to the movies after Chavis, is what they do. <clears throat> for states of Matzah Shabbos, not on Shabbos. They go out after, and, they, and friendships have grown out of this, which I didn't have to touch. They came into shul. They sat around the table. They made friends, and literally friendships grew out of it. Yes, and that's true. You have a big commercial kitchen. That means you have the bigger thing. It, it, originally, I was in a house. So it was in my wife. It was in the house. My wife had two people, women coming in to help her. It, 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 again, all you're dealing is the commas. The, the size is changing. The idea is still the same. The echus is still the same. Have one lady coming in. If she's sponsoring the kiddush that week, let her come and help your wife bake a cake, make the chon, whatever it may be. She suddenly feels more involved now. Um, are there any last thoughts that you would like to share with Shluchim on this topic? The last thought is, I think a kiddush is a very valuable tool. I think everyone knows it. We just sometimes overlook it, or we think we're not shaykh to it, or we think it's not worthy. I would argue all three of them. I think everyone is shaykh to it. I think it's very worthy, and I think it should not be overlooked. Whether you're building a shul or a chabad house, this builds community. I think a, 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 a meal, a kiddush, and as I'm saying, a sit-down kiddush, Build community and should not be underestimated. <clears throat> Beautiful. I'll make, I'll make, one second, let me wrap up. What? I'll make one point if you want to stick it or not. Yeah. Lechaim's alcohol becomes an issue. You have to decide that also. Some people are turned on by Lechaim, some people turned off. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but the best way for sure is you make sure to monitor the Lechaim. If you're putting on Lechaim, make sure you're at the bottle. Make sure you're watching it, so on and so forth. You don't want it to become a drinking fest. I think that is true. You know, if you want mashkanat, that's let him make that decision themselves. Thank you, Rabbi Tannenbaum, for sharing with Shlokim about your atzlocha and unique unique approach to a Shabbos kiddush. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure, atzlocha.
This is Dovi Shapiro, and if you're listening to the podcast and you do not receive the weekly email, you can receive the weekly email for the podcast by sending an email to rabbi at jewishflagstaff.com. You can also access all previous podcasts through our website, shluchimpodcast.com. Make it a great week.